We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast oh this is fascinating fascinating 860-522-9842 let's talk to Robert in Cheshire hey Robert hey Todd good afternoon talking about Trump I uh, I question what's going on because Look at it from the perspective of Letitia James being a political appointee, a, a political hire, I guess. She ran on the idea of taking Trump to task. And what we have now is, uh, what, six weeks, seven weeks before the election, she's trying to make hay for herself. And more to the point, she's trying to make na- her name in the Democrat, with the Democrat elite. This is a diversion tactic. Uh, she's smearing everybody she can around Trump as a result of uh, her interest in being at a higher level in the Democrat politics. It is, as you said earlier, somebody was commenting in that study that the, uh, allegedly Trump's uh, uh, the Trump's, people who uh, are who are giving him the loans or the yeah, appraisers the, the rather appraiser, the appraisers was yes. part of a pattern of some sort. Well, yep. guess what? This is part of a pattern for the Democrat operatives to smear Trump, put him in the news. And, and taint him as well as taint anybody that's potentially associated with him. Give anybody that wants to the opportunity to say, this person is associated with Trump, bad person. End of story. Well, does, doesn't her plot fail her if she doesn't, if it doesn't hold up in court? It's just like, uh, who was the, the clown senator from Nevada who said, uh, after he lied about Romney, it worked. Harry Reid, yes. Yeah, but, I, but uh, he was just trying to... You know, he was just trying to play a little politics there, and everybody knew what he was up to. This is messing with the court system. I think it's more serious, but but maybe I'm wrong. Thank you, Robert, for the call. 860-522-9842. We'll take a bunch of phone calls after we get this traffic and weather in. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. We're talking about Donald Trump because his organization, his family, himself, they're being chased by Letitia James, the attorney general of the state of New York. And the allegations are of fancy footwork on the part of the Trump organization and the Trumps with regard to the valuations they were putting on properties when they were 
when they were trying to leverage those properties for big loans compared to also what they would say about those properties when they were um, when they were wanting to pay taxes or not wanting to pay taxes. And um, this this conversation reminded me of the fact that there was a period of time when only Deutsche Bank would loan him money. Remember that? Only Deutsche would loan him money. All the other banks would realize he was bad. The, he had had too many things go belly up. He had lost the casinos in uh, in New Jersey and such. Anyway, it it just goes against that theory that these guys are too clean. You know, they they can't uh, they can't give somebody a loan if they don't have the right paperwork. I think at a certain level, they do what they want, and I think we see that all the time playing out. Tom in Harwinton. Hello, Tom. Hey, uh, regarding your topic, you had a caller a little bit ago, and this is like a little tributary uh, of your topic that uh, came up in my head. Okay. He mentioned his son is out looking for a house, but is losing a lot of his uh, uh, abilities to to, uh, cash buyers. Now, to people having cash, that's what he said. I okay, think. that and, was Mark. And I want I, I want to establish with people that a lot of these quote unquote people having cash are actually large hedge fund hedge funds like Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street who are out chasing hard assets. And I understand people chase hard assets in times of inflation, but I also want to suggest that I think. These mega hedge funds are seeing the future we're headed towards, which is a renter economy. Yeah, I've heard the, this conversation that you're referring to, and I've I've considered this idea that that's where we're, that the fat cats are going to buy all the property and loan it out to people, which means that all, that that middle class people lose the ability to to hide well to actually grow their wealth. During times of inflation like this. Exactly. It's a grinding down of the middle class. Yes. Okay, well, I, you know, I'm glad to hear you kind of see that as a, uh, a valid uh, suggestion, and I'm glad you heard me out. Yeah, I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you remembered that and were able to articulate it, because uh, it, it's a really important point about uh, where we may be heading as a society and, and as an economy. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. I I like when well, it happens to me too. You know, a little thread of a conversation triggers a, a certain direction. You know, you just go down a a rabbit hole. Joe calling from Colchester. Hi, Joe. Hey, uh, Todd. How you doing? What's up? Hey, so I'm going to tell you. Mark was uh, a previous caller. He was up to something there. You know. He was up to something. Uh, Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the way the world works. First of all, point of my call is every real estate act uh, transaction is a matter of public record. So you own a house? Yes. Okay. You can do it with your off air. Uh, you can Google your local tax assessor's office, yep. put in your address, and you'll get a 20-year report of what was paid, what the estimated value is. Now, they do it based on the tax assessment thing, but everybody has 
access to these records. I, I don't understand this lawsuit. It's like, it's mind-numbing because, you know, you can go look at everything, and now I've done some transactions in my lifetime. The bank doesn't always take the appraiser, but in residential, the appraiser is always from the bank. That's a little bit different in this case, but the real answer is it's a matter of public record, and they, you know, the, the lending institution has the uh, ability to double-check that before they issue the loan, and that's the important part. So I don't understand what this case is about. Well, she is. She's concerned that these guys were rigging things on behalf of Trump. I think, and and there was a particular part of the of the paper trail they created where they were citing certain information as having come from them, but she says it came from somebody else. It might get down into nitty gritty. That is um, at a different altitude than what you're talking about. The basic value of the property, but. My point. Okay. At the end of the day, the lending institution has the ability to double check everything before they issue the loan. So does the government before they, you know, on some of the uh, properties that he switched over to, you know, different things with the government. But when the government goes to take property under in the imminent domain, that they did, uh, like in New London years ago, guess what? They bring in their own appraisers. I mean, it, it's all hogwash. All right, thank you for the call. It's uh, There are complications here that might be hard to follow, and th- this is not, for me, the mortgage business is not something I know much of anything about. But But what I do know about is what people do who have power. And, and this is what I enjoy studying and what we talk about a lot. I was just reading this story uh, during the past couple of breaks about a guy named Offit, O-F-F-I-T. He worked in the financial industry. He retired. He wrote books. He was a banker, and then he wrote books, and he knew Donald Trump from New York business. So he's sitting around the Yale Club six years ago, five years ago, uh, on a winter afternoon, And he saw an email that popped up on his phone from the White House Executive Office of the President. He thought, wow, this is really strange. The message contained a PDF file, a scanned printout of an email that this guy, Offit, had sent to Donald Trump several months earlier in the end of the presidential campaign. Offit had known Trump for decades. And this is the part I want you to hear. At Deutsche Bank... Offit had lined up huge loans to finance Trump's construction and renovation of landmark Manhattan skyscrapers. At a time when the default-prone real estate developer and casino magnate was no longer able to get loans from most mainstream financial institutions. So this is goes to what everybody's or well, several people have addressed, and that is there are, there are rules about how you do appraisals of property. And you can't loan to somebody who's giving you fake documents. And you can't loan to somebody who's not good for the money, who's not qualified. But but there was a period of time where Deutsch 
was the only bank that would loan to Trump. And we heard this during his presidency when people were investigating him. The Deutsche was the only bank that would give him money. And it was because he had people in executive level positions who were behind him getting those loans. And to me, this is, this is what 2008 looked like, too. A lot of insiders doing things for each other based on their own judgments. And then they all cover up, and the political machine covers up for them, too, because the powerful stick together. That's how I look at it. 860-522-9842. Rant line, 860-751-4698. Dave in Brantford. Hi, Dave. Uh, thank you, Todd. I'll go as quick as I can. It's a little bit complicated. My subject is Letitia James, and uh, I title it The Shadow That the Politicians Themselves Cast on Asset Values. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a moving target. And Letitia James, with the other attorney generals, you might remember she tried to sue Exxon and Shell for fudging asset values because of climate change that they didn't take into account. And she made it a ex- uh, security and exchange fraud mm-hmm. that they overvalued their petroleum reserves and their pipeline assets because they should have known about the future laws, you know, that petroleum will right, become right. persona non grata. And therefore, when they put out a quarterly or an annual or a prospectus, they over-exaggerated it. And I said, but luckily she lost in court. So I, I often thought that Letitia James, what if these companies put one of the extant risks is crazy politicians like Letitia getting elected and that they would collapse the company and the asset values. And uh, you know that they wouldn't stand for that. That When Exxon put out a quarterly prospectus, they mentioned that if Letitia James got elected, that would be a disaster for their business and their industry. And it's going to wreck your future retirement because of Letitia James. Letitia would sue them for a slander and fraud. Anyway, we get to the point where a lot of Trump's real estate, mm-hmm. because his the name and his brand has been poisoned pretty much by all the left. You know, the yes. people in the condos, they want the name taken off the yes. building. So it was a plus factor at one point for the asset value of the building and the real estate. Now it's a minus factor, but it is the, the politicians themselves casting a shadow on the asset value. And I think there's a lot of that. And by the way, Trump is me. When we get the five-year revaluations on my real estate, uh, you darn well know I go down to town hall and show them every rotten spot in the driveway to prove it's worth less than they say. <laughs> and if the house burns down, I'm going to be down at the insurance company saying, well, it's worth more than you say it is. Please give me more. That is not a crime. All right. Hang on, Dave. I just want to make sure I understand. So you're saying that perhaps what she's up to is simply trying to use her political power and prominence to damage the value of Donald Trump. Well, I, I think so. And it fits into her argument that he overstates his assets because it benefits him. And obviously any asset that anyone owns, uh, it benefits the owner of the asset to have it, uh, you know, be as valuable as possible. And you get, you know, bank loans and uh, credit and, uh, you know, like sure. an equity loan out of my house. I want the house valued as much as possible. Yes. That, that, that's my point. Thanks for that. I'm done. All right. Thank you, sir. Good to talk with you. 860-522-WTIC. Big Mike in Plainville. Hey, Mike. William Tong. Just another suck-up political appointee. Now he's questioning the validity and the ethics displayed by Project Veritas when they uncovered the uh, 
wrongdoings down in Greenwich with the uh, what assi- assistant superintendent. I think he's upset because it, it it was uncovered by someone else but him. Oh, he would never uncover something like that. No, he, he wouldn't. If he uncovered that, he would just cover it right back up. He'd cover it right back up. And, you know, state office building, it's another state monument to ineptitude, along with the Capitol and several others, too, too numerous to mention. And I wanted to get back to the comment I made yesterday about Rentschler Field. They want to spend millions to refurbish that stadium. That's been a nightmare since they built it. They haven't maintained it. All they did was spray lines on the field for the football games and the soccer games and a few concerts. They want to suck more money and put more money into that stadium at our cost. Oh, in that location, too. All right, Mike, thank you very much. Good to talk with you. See if we can get a rant to play. Biden, who has no real class, so the Chinese are natural gas. Will the fourth estate do? what it's supposed to, or will he get another pass? What's it doing, Anthony? Why is it making that noise again? Remember he did that a couple months ago? I don't like it one bit. Let's try another one, see if we do better. Todd, here's my prediction. That Lamont funds the oil giveaway account just before the elections, so he looks good. To his people. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, Todd. Uh, Jerry from Naugatuck. It, it's Tuesday night. Uh, I, I heard your your show, which was fabulous, and uh, the great callers. And I think you are right uh, that people are ambivalent towards the election. You know, maybe it's too early. Maybe it, they're too too busy working twenty four seven. Maybe they're just tired of the politics. I don't know. But I think uh, come come November eighth, there's going to be a huge backlash that's going to occur uh, because the, the 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 failed socialist policies of Biden and his mental midgets in the House and Senate they're going to be swept out of power. I, I firmly believe that because people Todd are hurting. We shall see. Bob says Ned has something to hide. Push the FBI inquiry aside. I think Bob is afraid unless noises are made. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know what was going on with that? That's got to be like Daffy Duck impersonation. Yeah, but was uh, was that what somebody said yesterday? Did somebody remember somebody made a reference yesterday? I said, were they talking about the? about about the impersonator of the governor? Oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Was that a mention of Daffy Duck? Maybe. I don't think so. Maybe, though. You don't even pay attention anymore. That's okay. <laughs> I know what you're up to. You're just sitting there reading novels back there. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. something from the Todd Feinberg show listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast so slow taking his time putting in the earbuds playing air guitar I like this <laughs> tune that is a good one WTIC so I forgot to mention Rob Sampson was supposed to be here first hour but he woke up with a sore throat, decided he wouldn't come in. And then Bob Stefanowski said, separate conversation, he said he would come in 5 o'clock hour. So he's going to be here last hour today. We talked to him about this new poll. What do you think about this new poll? I find it to be uh, kind of <laughs> shockingly ridiculous. Did you, did you read it all yet? Well, I, you know, I need time to study it. I haven't had yeah. that, but I, I browsed it. What stood out to you? I don't know. I just don't even know what to believe in it. I mean, they said a, a margin of two points. They said it should be it should be around. It could be more than that by two or less than. They're saying that's oh, what the, the margin estimation. of error. Yeah. Yes, but that's assuming you know that they haven't made some other blunders, which uh, which they often do. It doesn't match up with any other polling, so it's an outlier. And you wouldn't you would naturally look at an outlier and say it's an outlier. We're not going to put too much weight on that one. And um, the other thing would be that nobody leads by the, the idea that Bob is is behind to Ned Lamont the same amount that uh, 
um, Leora Levy is to Dick Blumenthal just doesn't make any sense. Really doesn't watch. Yeah, I agree. And uh, those numbers were disparate in the last poll we saw. So, but I guess there's nothing wrong with uh, with May- Lamont's team getting lazy because they think he's leading by amounts like that. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. So, playing some rants. All right, Todd, American patriot, and the very definition of cheating on an election is right before your very eyes with the Trump administration and the Republicans. We have actual fake electors in every swing state. (laughs) That one was really good. Good job on the explosion. His laugh. Yeah, he's got the... the, um, the Dr. Evil laughed down pretty well, <laughs> I think. Yes, we're playing the rants. The rant line number, 860-751-4698. Well, Joe is spending your money again. First James Taylor and now Elton John. Joe is hosting a White House concert Friday for unity and healing. I guess he forgot about the 73 million people he offended a couple weeks ago. And you wonder why he was in the 14th row at the Queen's funeral? Visit the border, Joe. Solve the baby formula shortage. They need to close the border. It wasn't the 14th row, was it? Wasn't it only the 9th or something? It was a little surprising, though, that uh, Biden was so far up to the front. Because you want to give him room to hide in in case he falls asleep or something, you know? (laughs) It's just funny how they're having these concerts. It's just like, I don't know. I could see it on TV this week. It's like it's such an NPR thing. You know, James Taylor joins Joe Biden. It's funny on, on PBS, they they do these concerts to that are fundraisers, but they bill them like they're a program. And, and James Taylor does them all the time because he's really tight with um, government-sponsored propaganda, radio and TV. And... The um, it's just funny because like James Taylor do a concert and the whole thing is him helping them raise money and they they ask for money in the middle of it and they do these little chats about James and how much they love James. It's all just gross. It's it makes you want to go to Martha's Vineyard just to get sick. All right, uh, let's find out how the ride home is going. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Sorry to say that leading into you. It's not very nice talk. How sweet it is to get traffic from Mark. (laughs) Todd, good afternoon. (laughs) How sweet it is. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, good. Chris Powell is here from the Journal Enquirer. He's uh, He's got a, a pen that draws blood. Hello there, Chris. Hey, Todd. So you were, well, I was reading something delightfully nasty that you were writing about the other day. Wait, I've got to look. I've got, oh, I know. It had to do with election fraud. Do you remember that column? Yeah, I uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I do. You want to talk about it, or is this something oh, else? Sure, sure. Uh, you know, the 
the people who run our elections in Connecticut, they've been saying for a long time we really don't have a, a serious voting fraud problem. But the other day there were, you know, two developments suggesting that maybe we do. Um, there was a uh, an accusation in the Bridgeport Democratic primary for state representative that a worker for one of the candidates had stolen uh, a vote from an absentee ballot voter. And uh, the the election, of course, of the primary was decided by only two votes, and it's in, in litigation. But the, the, the bigger uh, issue that suggested fraud's a problem here was the uh, conviction of the former uh, Democratic chairman in uh, in Stanford. I'm well, that's a great count. story. But before you move on to that one, just finish up the first one stole the like like he saw him going to put it in the box and he ran and grabbed it out of his hand no i don't know exactly what the the details of it is i i think the uh the argument is that a worker for uh the candidate who won was taking the absentee ballot of uh, this this oh, okay. person and and just didn't deliver it or disposed of it or, or whatever and since the result was so close uh right now the recount stands at uh Two votes uh, ahead for the uh, candidate whose workers supposedly stole the ballot. Uh, it's in it's in litigation again. How delightful! Where where it will ever end? But the the bigger one was the conviction of the former Democratic uh, city chairman for uh, twenty eight counts of uh, absentee ballot fraud, uh, which are felony uh, convictions. And uh, uh, the the case really involved the. Uh, the cooperation in this scheme of uh, the Republican voter registrar, so that made it uh, pretty uh, pretty disturbing. The former Democratic chairman in Stanford is is appealing, but uh, uh, whether he's appealing or not, he's convicted right now, and this is a pretty serious uh, voter fraud. It's I guess from the 2015 city election in in Stanford, and uh, it does suggest that. Uh, uh, political officials have a pretty easy time of uh, fiddling with uh, with absentee ballots, which you know we should know from the many complaints of absentee ballot fraud that have come in from Bridgeport uh, over the years. And I think it's a a warning to us that uh, if we're going to go to early voting in Connecticut, is there is a constitutional amendment to support early voting that's going to be on the ballot in the November election. Uh, if if early voting involves you know more absentee ballots as opposed to more in-person voting at uh, town uh, hall office offices, uh, we're we're going to have a very 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 serious voter fraud problem because the more paper balloting you have by absentee, the more voter fraud you're going to have. Which seems to be the the idea that that it creates a, a certain level of flexibility in in playing these electoral games I, I, well, any any anytime you separate the voter from the casting and counting of his vote uh, you're asking you're asking for trouble uh, you're 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 breaking the chain of accountability yes. nothing is more accountable than voters showing up at the polling place presenting a proof of identification and voting there and you know the ballot really is never out of the voter's hands except when he puts it into the machine uh, I mean, that is a very secure way of voting. The more absentee balloting you have, uh, the more voting you have where where voters do not appear personally at the polling place, 
the more fraud is inevitable. Well, it's also strong, too, because the custody of the ballot never leaves the space that is supervised by the the staff that's running that election. You know, so right. so if you're on the premises, that's a whole different thing. The idea of 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 saying, "Oh, this is too secure. Let's let's separate the ballot and the voting process from the counting of the vote, so you can't know if the person who voted is actually the one who filled out that ballot, and you can't know if uh, the ballot is who whose hands it was in in between and how they got it and, uh, and it, who dropped it in the drop box. The whole thing is a mess." Yeah, that, that's why the you know the the voter fraud scandals in Bridgeport they almost always involve absentee ballots. You think we would learn from this? Well, I think the Democrats have learned. It makes them say <laughs> we want more absentee ballots and we want yeah. more days to be able to mess around with them. Yeah, well, we have a a, a real risk here with our, our referendum on early voting in in November. Uh, you know, early voting could be okay if it's done in person, but if early voting gets legislated after approval of the constitutional amendment, if it gets legislated as more absentee voting, uh, that is going to be a spectacular invitation to fraud. Well, now you're singing their song, I think. You know, well, I, you know, look, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of political insiders love absentee balloting for just the reason that. Uh, you're talking about and uh uh you know the 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 officials in Connecticut they 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 say there's you know there's no problem for example with uh, illegal immigrants registering to vote but nobody really knows uh uh when you register to vote in Connecticut you don't have to present any proof of citizenship even though our law requires that uh people registering to vote have to be US citizens our law simply allows people registering to vote to affirm that they are citizens yes. and the registrars never check. Right. I mean, they, oh, we, we could have thousands of illegal immigrants registered to vote in, uh, in Connecticut, uh, either deliberately or accidentally because they got registered to, to vote when they, uh, they got a driver's license at the motor vehicles department. They may have been registered to vote there, there uh, without fully understanding that they can't vote if they're not U.S. citizens. So, you know, we don't know if we've got an illegal immigrant voting problem in Connecticut, and we, we don't know because our voting officials don't want to know. They never ask. There's never any, you know, auditing of local uh, voter rolls for uh, citizenship, and there's never any asking people who register to vote to pr prove their citizenship when they do. Uh, this is a very fallible system. But isn't the... Isn't the bottom line that if voters don't care enough to make sure the people they elect put in systems that are tried and true and that are stable and secure, and everybody can look at it and see, okay, that's secure, and they intend it to be secure. We can look at it, and we can see that it's intended not to be secure. And there's ample proof that that theory is is manifest because – there are, as you point out, a lot of cases where people are accused by their fellow politicians of having engaged in nefarious uh, paper ballot behavior. So how do we hold it together if if this uh, double standard can be in place, you know, where voters walk around saying, oh, we have wonderful elected representatives and we can trust them to do a secure thing when they're obviously – deliberately designing the system so it can be manipulated and then they go and manipulate it. 
Well, look, we, we have at least two cities in Connecticut. I think there's more, Hartford and New Haven, but especially New Haven, uh, that are giving formal city identification documents to illegal immigrants to facilitate their continued violation of federal immigration law. Uh, we're giving driver's licenses to illegal immigrants in, in Connecticut. Those driver's licenses are not supposed to be used for voter registration, at least not by people who are not citizens. But uh, all these things are uh, mechanisms for following up the security of the system. Uh, and there's a political party in Connecticut that likes this, and there's a political party in Connecticut that's a little skeptical of it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think we've got to be skeptical of it, uh, uh, as, especially now that uh, we've seen just in the last week a couple of, uh, you know, serious cases of voter fraud in Connecticut. All right, Chris Powell. It's always uplifting to talk with you. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. We'll talk to you again okay. next week. Chris Powell from the Journal Inquirer. Isn't it amazing, though? How did we get to this place? I think the only way we got to this place is by having having a lack of reporting, a lack of news coverage, a lack of honesty among politicians, deceiving voters and and that gives people the ability to uh to have a space to move in where they can they can do this they can make the system more corrupt and then make sure that that corruption comes to pass it's it's it has to have something to do with reporting right because if this were if there if there were newspapers and people writing stories about this stuff pounding it you know you know in the old days there used to be columnists like crime reporters who would just beat stories to death until people would get in a whirlwind over them. We should be absolutely appalled at the way government is handled in this state. Uh, hi there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Governor Ned Lamont. Speaking of the devil. Uh, hi there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Governor Ned Lamont from Connecticut. And I hope you're all looking to vote for me because that Bob Stefanowski, he's a dirty dealer. He's a, I, I wish I had, he better watch out. He's going to get a black eye. I tell you that Bob Stefanowski, he really has me upset. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he better watch out. He's mad dog. Yeah. Mad dog, Bob Stefanowski. Yeah. Get, get rid of him. And, and, uh, uh oh yeah. And don't forget to vote for me. On election day, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Ned Lamont. I can solve all the problems that we have in the state. I'm just so wonderful. Hey, Todd, I'd like to play a game of compare and contrast. Here we go. Governor DeSantis recognizes that he has a problem with illegal immigration in his state. He formulates a plan. He tells his constituents about the plan. He puts a line item of $12 million in the state budget, and then he executes the plan. If his constituents don't like the plan, his poll numbers will go down. If they really don't like it, then he can be voted out of office. I don't think either one of those two things are going to happen. Contrast that to the federal government. They say that the border is secure, yet they fly illegals into the interior of the country in the dark of night. They put illegals on buses and send them into communities, suburban communities, without telling them. If you live in a suburban community and you speak out against it, you are racist. 
if you call out the federal government for wasteful tax spending, you are told to shut up. Yeah, that's well done. 860-522-9842. Bob Stefanowski will be in studio next hour here on WTIC. Let's see how the ride home is going. Mark Christopher in the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Hey there, Mark. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.